0: afternoon my conscious co-creators welcome to another edition of the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity i am very very pleased that you are here with me today uh a a another wonderful wonderful show of been like having some amazing things going on this week uh already the uh facebook live stream picking up beth thank you so much thanks (laughs) i like glad you like the music roman always great to see you and uh um and and i see our guest is there tuned in and as soon as i figure out how to invite him onto the stream i will do that i don't know no oops uh let's try that one more time not working. Okay, um, so while I'm dealing with all these technical issues, let's uh, get started. Um, I think uh, uh, before I start, actually, I want to just tell a little story of, of something that happened to me last weekend and, and kind of, eh, I did get a little bit miffed at the whole thing um, uh, because uh, uh, just the... The way things unfolded. So, um, uh, some of you may who've seen me may notice that uh, you know I have a different pair of glasses this week, and this is actually a very old pair of glasses because last weekend my frames broke, and um, and I just put some like crazy glue on the frames, and I thought, okay, I'll go to the eyeglass store and I'll get the lenses, uh, I'll I'll get the frames replaced, the lenses are still good. And I go to this store, and uh, they see what's going on, they're like, okay, we're going to have to get a plastic frame, I'm like, okay, sure, no problem. And I'm like, just be careful, very delicate, whatever. And I was dealing with this one guy, he was okay, and then somebody else uh, uh, got in the middle of it, and then this woman broke the lens. Now, If you don't wear glasses, you probably have no clue, but the lenses are, like, three times more expensive than the frames. The lenses are really the most expensive part. I got, like, really pissed off. I I probably could have been a little bit more present, not, not kind of stormed out of there. But I was really upset because I walked in there with a pair of broken frames, and I walk out with a pair of broken frames and broken lenses, which means I have to completely replace my glasses. And, and not only that, but like the, the lenses are broken. So I can't really use them during the week. So I'm wearing a pair of glasses that are like, you know, seven years old. The prescription's really old. So it it really affects, um, it really affects, uh, just looking at things. It, It makes me feel more tired. um, and so I, I, I'm, I'm I'm waiting to get, supposedly today, uh, the, the new place I went to, they're, they're going to have my stuff ready today. I'm going to go pick it up. But then I'm going back to the original place and, say, and showing them the receipt and saying, you know, I walked in here, a pair of broken frames. I walked out with a pair of broken frames and broken lenses. What are you going to do about it? Um, and it's not like I'm expecting them to necessarily pay for all of the lenses. I just want to see, like... Are they conscientious enough to say like, oh, we're sorry, let us do something, let us try amend the fence? And if they don't, well, then next week I'm going to be telling you exactly what store it was and everyone else. Um, just because I, I just feel that's not... A very conscious way to treat people. And again, I always give the opportunity. I'm going to be very open. I'm going to go there very neutrally and just talk to the manager and just explain to them, like, hey, look, this is what happened. This ends up costing me a lot of money. What can or will you do about it? And and I just feel like if we approach things sort of very calmly, very peacefully, that that then they don't need to be defensive. They don't need to, like, say, well, you shouldn't have done this or whatever. And and just to see what they do. So I'm really very, very curious about this. Wow. The Facebook live stream is really uh, blowing up. Robert, for some reason, I can't invite you onto the stream. I don't know why, but I will figure it out. Um, But welcome, Robert, Kobe, Alex, Craig, Skip, Dennis. All right, Dennis. Um. And in answer, Beth, to your question, though, this was not a place that I had had a relationship with because it was a Sunday and I was walking around just trying to find an eyeglass door that was open on Sunday. The one that I wanted to go to was closed. Plus, Monday was Columbus Day. They were closed on Columbus Day as well. So it's like I could not wait like, you know, three days to to get the process started because it would be like another week then before I had the lenses. So I went to then like the next closest place in the neighborhood, um, which, you know, after this experience, they are very unlikely to get any business from me in the future, but we'll see. I mean, who knows? Maybe there, ah, there you are, Robert invite, invite. Um, uh, so we'll see, but I, I just wanted to, uh, let you guys know and, uh, we'll take this, well, I'll keep you up to date on the story. Okay. Real quick, let's go to our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Um, we'll get through these real quick because they're nice and short. First, from the universe, see everyone as a brand new challenge to fall in love. Sneaky, huh? Kisses the universe. I, I think this is a message specifically for me. I think like, this whole situation I just talked about was a brand new challenge to fall in love. And I have to find ways to fall in love with these people. Um, uh, but yeah, and, and you know what? It's not always easy. Look, we come across all these challenges all the time and it it's not always easy to see where the love is. Um, but it, you know, you gotta remember that, you know, being in love versus being in anchor with somebody is. It's what serves us, not what serves them. And and so, uh, you know, there's that old expression uh, that being angry at somebody is drinking poison ourselves and expecting them to get sick doesn't really happen that way. Um, and skip, yes, I see my fellow, my fellow, my fellowed four-eyed friend says I've been overcharged too many times by those eyeglass stores. Yeah, and somebody just told me about Warbur Parker, and if I'd known about Warbly Warbly Parker, I would have gone there first because uh, I was looking at the website after the friend told me about it. They're much more reasonably priced, and they sound like a really cool store. So uh, I wish I knew about them before. Anyway. Um, Robert, I'm trying to invite you into the Facebook live stream uh, under Robert Clancy Guide to the Soul. Um, But for some reason, it it didn't happen. So anyway, so uh, it's the universe telling us it's another challenge to help us to fall in love. Actually, very apropos for what we're going to talk about today. All right. Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today abraham says physical pain is just an extension of emotion it's all the same thing there are two emotions one feels good and one feels bad which means you're connected to your energy stream or you're not allowing your energy stream abraham so abraham's trying to make things very simple and black and white for us here and and I'm sure Abraham does not think there are only two emotions. There are a whole plethora of emotions. But there are emotions that feel painful, feel uncomfortable, don't feel good. And there are emotions that do feel good, that that, that do feel wonderful. And basically what Abraham is saying is these emotions are indicators of whether we're really connected to who and what we truly are, to our soul, to our spirit, um, to to everything. And and those make us feel amazing. And then there are those that, like, as Abraham would say, pinch us off or cut us off from that divine, beautiful, inspired part of ourselves. And... uh, you know, just paying attention of where you are on the scale kind of gives us an indication of, you know, whether we are in alignment with our soul, with our spirit, or whether we're not in alignment with our soul or spirit. And, and it's really just that indicator can help us to be aware of where we are so that we can move in the direction that we want to move into. Like, look, I didn't want to be angry and upset at these people in the eyeglass store. All I wanted was something, uh, oh, sound is fuzzy. Okay, thanks for letting me know, Beth. Um, all I wanted when I went into that store was just to have an issue fixed, I was dealing with, uh, but uh, you know, and and but when what happened was something which is not what I wanted to happen happened you know, I got upset. And, and it really it cut me off from who I really am, because I'm not an angry person. I mean, yeah, we all have anger. I have anger inside of me. But it's not my default mode. I am not normally an ang- angry person. Um, but when I respond, even if I I wasn't being overly angry outwardly, but inwardly, I could feel it. I was not in alignment and I knew I wasn't in alignment. And after I got out of the store and I went someplace else and they took care of me, I I really felt relief. I I felt much better afterwards. Um, But it was still, uh, you know, it was very draining and very exhausting. And, you know, I still feel it because I'm walking around wearing these old pair of glasses um, where the prescriptions not that good for me. And, and it really does affect, has been affecting my last couple of days. Um, but the more I can sit and meditate, the more I can tune in to what I truly am deep inside, the more I can be still and... And, and just know like everything is perfect and there is a reason for this and maybe the reason was i needed a new prescription and i was just being lazy and not going to the eye doctor and getting the exam which i actually was planning on doing next year but i guess it was not in the universe's timing as they say so two interesting quotes from the universe and from abraham i hope you enjoy them very apropos for today, especially for my story, and as well as for our guest, which it is my extreme, extreme pleasure to welcome to the show uh, Robert Clancy. And Robert Clancy is uh, really my kind of guy because he is both an entrepreneur and tech savvy he's an international bestseller he's a spiritual teacher he's an inspirational speaker and a minister i mean this guy's got it all going on my kind of people uh so robert at the age of 19 you know fairly young had a divine spiritual experience that greatly altered his life um and he, he he then uh, uh, published his first work called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Soul, which is a collection of inspirational stories and transcendental journeys that transform the way you think about community service. His latest book is called Soul Ciphers, Decoding a Life of Hope and Happiness, which was just released this October and is already a number one international bestseller. And he's got an amazing Facebook group, um, a fan page called Guide to the Soul, where he has over half a million. He's got over 600,000 followers on that page, which is amazing. He's a regular contributor and a weekly guest on the Los Angeles KABC Radio's uh, syndicated show, Late Night Health Radio Show. And he's the founder of Spiral Design Studio, which for over 28 years has been doing corporate branding, marketing, web development, um you know this guy he's like me he's got a foot in both worlds he knows how to be a good business person and he's a beautiful spiritual soul. so welcome to the conscious Consultant Hour, robert
1: well thanks for having me here sam it, it is uh, truly an honor to connect with you again
0: <laughs> yes it is um and and the other most important thing which i didn't say which is not in his bio is robert like myself is a fellow member of the evolutionary business council and uh, we both were recently at this deep dive retreat in Oceanside, California, and we were kind of bunk mates. You know, we were. There were four of us in the room. There were two bunk beds. I was on the top bunk on one bed. He was across the room on the top bunk on the other bed. So we, we, uh, you know, used to shoot paper clips across the room at each other. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, so Robert, I, you know. I hate to do this to you, but because I, I want to have you give the audience a little bit more background on yourself, but it's time for us to take our first break. So if you can hold on for just a little bit. When we come back, um, let's give people a little bit, you know, let's flesh out your background a little bit because I always like to give context and then let's really get into soul ciphers, okay? Sure. Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages
3: 24 hours a day.
0: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We have an amazing show in store for you today with my special guest, Robert Clancy. And Robert, again, thank you for filling in the last minute. You know, I just you know, I got Robert on in the last couple of days because I, I messed up my scheduling. We re- rescheduled somebody and I didn't realize, oh, I don't have a guest this week. Um, so, Robert, uh, I would love to start off with uh, what exactly happened when you were 19? What was that sort of... Uh, 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 a divine spiritual experience and like what led up to that was it just something that happened out of the blue or was it something you had been already cultivating for a while
1: no it wasn't something out of the blue i I, you know at that time i was in college i was um Uh, Studying to be a programmer, which I I actually am a programmer, so I'm probably one of the most (laughs) logical people you're going to meet on this planet. I I actually got 100 on the uh, logic exam. Wow. (laughs) That would be some proof there. And, you know, I wasn't necessarily spiritual, and, you know, I did attend church or those things. And, you know, I'm not a person that takes the Bible literally all, you know, up to that point and, and just different pieces of my life, you know, I was just always questioning everything. But um, at 19, my entire life fell apart in a very short amount of time uh, when I lost several friends to suicide who were close Ooh. to me. Um, there were several that were killed in car accidents. Wow. Uh, my girlfriend at the time broke up with me. We'd been together for a few years. So like your best friend is gone, you know, that you've pretty much built your entire life around from high school through, you know, your first year and a half of college or somewhere in there. And I just stopped caring. I stopped caring about everything. Uh, and then I really stopped caring about myself. Uh, uh, so I was mixing, you know, like alcohol and prescription drugs or just drinking and uh, getting into cars with people who were drunk and just, uh, you know, I didn't want to feel anything. I didn't want to, I really didn't want to be here anymore. Gotcha. And I was at work and this waitress uh, in the restaurant I worked at pulled me aside one night and gave me that 50 yard stare and said, I know what you're doing to yourself and you need to stop or you're going to end up killing yourself. And she wow. gave me a pamphlet on how to meditate and I went home and, you know, did it. I followed the instructions, me being the uh, programmer type person <laughs> I am. I, I read the book and, you know, went and through the sure whole thing. followed
0: every single step, right?
1: Yes, and I was, uh, before I started the meditation, I literally said out loud, if I don't have a sign today, you know, sort of challenging God, mm-hmm. then I'm done. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. not going not gonna to do this anymore. And, uh, yeah, I got a sign already. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was about three hours into the meditation, and this is something I, I also kept a secret even from my own family for the last 30 years. Oh. Uh, but an angel manifested in front of me. Oh, really? I know what I saw because I'm the most sane person you're going to meet on this planet. And uh, I had this amazing experience uh, with this entity and she touched me in the forehead and I was basically plugged into heaven, like all love, everything. And I I saw my life and it was just have no fear, doubt or worry again ever. And you're going to inspire people. You're going to you know work with youth and uh, there are going to be ripples of kindness coming out from all of them. She showed me this amazing rainstorm of kindness, and that was all the youth I'm going to inspire. Well, the last 28 years, I've volunteered with Hugh O'Brien Youth Leadership, and oh, I know wow. that rainstorm because those kids that have, um, you know, I've encountered through this thing, this this organization, have all gone out to do amazing acts of kindness.
0: Wow. And
1: the words, you know, that I post on my Facebook page. I just wake up with them. It's like God's math is on everything. Like everything inspires me, and that's the only wow. the only proof that I have. Um, and in this new book, I needed to document this story. I wasn't ready to tell it my first book, and gotcha. the first chapter I open up with is the night I told my dad when my mother passed away.
0: Oh. Oh, and how long ago was that?
1: That was in two thousand twelve.
0: Ah. Uh, okay. Wow, and what was your family what was your dad's reaction when you told him
1: Well, he didn't say anything he you know I knew she was going to pass around two thirty. I was sort of given that, and you know they'd been married for sixty four years, and I didn't want him to be upset and right. you know, or lose him too and i I just said, "Hey, I gotta talk to you you know and he He had a stroke, so he was in a wheelchair at the time, and I just knelt down next uh-huh. to him. I asked my brother and sister, I said, "Can I take him back to his room right. And uh, I sat there for a few minutes whether I was going to tell him or not. Right. And I just said, you know, Dad, I, I need to tell you this. And he had been in World War II, so this is like you know, oh, okay. an Army vet. Yeah. You know, he liberated concentration camps. He was part of the D-Day invasion. You know, this is, wow. this is my dad sitting there. And I, and I said, i got to tell you this story what I just told you. Right. And he just hugged me. And the next day when we went down to see my mother's body, he turned to um, her brother and said, Hey, Bob, you know, Bobby, tell your Uncle Danny about the angel. And he wow. was smiling.
0: Wow. wow. That, was a, that, that was his reaction. You we talked
1: about it after that. Oh no! It was just something he just kept, and I knew it went in there.
0: Ah, oh, wonderful. Uh, just out of curiosity, did you ever ask the angel what her name was? Yes. Oh. Care to share? It was or is Gabriel. That? Oh, it was yeah. Gabriel. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah, I well, just...
1: it wasn't that there were any words spoken when this...
0: Of course. Um,
1: and I'm very analytical and scientific, so I was experimenting with this and mm. thought, you know, can you read minds? And that's when she smiled and nodded. And, you know, I thought, are you going to speak? Is there any words? <laughs> there was mm. nothing there. And it was all communicated through pictures and thought. That's the only way I can describe it, like thoughts being put into your head or... this yeah. It's um, telepathic. Yeah, through pictures, and I saw, like, little slideshows of things.
0: And so, like, after this experience, I mean, obviously, this is, like, the kind of experience that totally shakes up a person's worldview. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, something <laughs> that's just a, a little thing. Um, obviously, you kept it to yourself for a while. Um, did Did you ever, like, think, you know, am I going crazy? Am I nuts? Or, or, or was it such a... Um, such a visceral experience that you knew it was real?
1: No, I, I never thought that I was hallucinating or anything. This this okay. was so visceral that it was just, you know, it, it was there. I, I know what happened to me because there were physical things that occurred, you know, when she touched my forehead with her index finger. Oh, yeah. And there was knowledge and healing and different things. And, and uh, after that, through meditation, I've been able, it's almost like I can see, like an x-ray of the other side, whatever that is. Uh, and it's been like that since then. Wow. Um, I just went to bed smiling. I wanted to tell the whole world, and then I thought, they're going to put you in a straitjacket, so you're just going to have to live <laughs> with knowing and uh, carry that, which is kind of a, um, you know, it's a double-edged sword Yes. to to have to live with that.
0: Right, 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 because it's like you're bursting at the seams, but you have to <laughs> control yourself and keep quiet. right. And, and then you continued on with like your programming career and you built a, a very successful business. Um, did that, uh, you know, kind of spiritual understanding, did it affect the business for you? I mean, did it change the way you just showed up in the world in that respect? I mean, I'm sure it changed just how you show up in general as a person. But I mean, in terms of the business side of things.
1: Yeah. You know, my approach to business is this. Business is about people. And we're helping each other. And if my business can help someone else's business and they're doing amazing things for the community, it just increases my reach. So, really, the business has always been about that. Mm. The money will follow That's, your passion. Right. And I've always had that approach. And it was just, you know, I, I don't think I've ever thought any differently about it. I've always just understood, you know, business is about community, it's about making a difference. And how can you do that? It's not just about making money. Right. And and doing those things that will follow that. And it always comes back tenfold. So, Mm. yeah, my business perspective is probably a little different from some, um, but all businesses, it works that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So. um, How long ago did Hitchhiker's Guide to the Soul come out?
1: That was in August of two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. So that's when it was released. Yeah, my mother passed away earlier that year.
0: Uh, that
1: book came out in two thousand twelve, and I just wasn't ready to write what I did in Soul Cipher. Right. So, and so now I, it just feels like you know I told my family finally and. Okay. I can live with this. This is me. I have to own this.
0: Right. So, so is that when you sort of started working on Soul Ciphers? Was was around two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen, or or was it a little more recent?
1: No, it was around that time. That it's taken close to you know four or five years to uh, to produce the book. You yeah. know, from the initial okay. thoughts of it to actually typing words into the computer <laughs> and writing things on notes and. And those things, but yeah,
0: so, so what um, when you were working on the book and putting it together, I mean, I know you were, you're were telling your story, but but what was your sort of intention behind it? What were you hoping uh, like, as you were writing it, what were you hoping people were going to get out of it when they read it?
1: Well, in the biggest sense, it's healing. And, you know, my first book, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Soul, has these uh, inspirational stories that I wrote. And people are coming Mm. back to me saying, oh, my God, I was crying. You know, it was so inspirational. And I saw how you did forgiveness. How do I do that? Mm. And then I thought, wow, they didn't make the leap, you know, of, of walking through that. So. This book, I added decodes at the end of each chapter because people always ask me and say, you must have a perfect life. You're always happy. Everything's going well. (laughs) And I look at them and laugh because I'm going through the same things they are. We all have, you know... Frustration, stress. I I lost my my best friend. You know, from second grade, passed yeah. away in January.
2: Wow. My eighteen
1: year old niece passed away two years ago. Right. Both of my parents, my best friend's parents. Um, you know, everything. You know, a lot happened, and I have these little decodes, little routines I do, or little takeaways for each of these stories that you can put into practice. And that's the beauty of this book. It's almost like. My programming world and my spiritual world came together, and you can reprogram yourself for happiness.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Have have you ever heard of a healer by the name of Mas Sanjay? Uh, I have not. Yeah, because he's a healer I, I... Kent came, went to one of his uh, lectures or his presentations a couple of years ago through three years ago, maybe a little more. And he's also, he's got like a programmer background. And so he talks about energy and spiritual stuff, but he uses all the computer analogies like you do, like the CPU and the software and the firmware and the hardware. (laughs) So it's great. I totally, I totally relate to all this. Um, Getting some wonderful action on the Facebook live stream, Aaron, David, Zena, Priya, James, Phil. Thank you. Welcome to the Facebook live stream. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Um, just a quick reminder for everyone on the Facebook live stream: if you guys have questions, you can type them into the comments field. And when I see your comment or question, I will definitely uh, respond or ask Robert. And, of course, if anyone wants to call in and be on the air with us, our call-in number is 877-480-4120. Robert, let's go out for, like, a break. And when we come back, let, let's... Uh, delve into really the messages that you have in soul ciphers and and let people know like you know what it's really all about okay sure wonderful so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour Awakening humanity our guest this hour is author entrepreneur and spiritual teacher Robert Clancy and we'll be right back after these messages
1: you're listening to the talking alternative network <laughs>
2: If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture... And feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself?
3: Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between.
2: So listen to us on The Robin Callie Show, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc.
3: Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
0: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with Robert Clancy, author of the book Soul Ciphers, Decoding a Life of Hope and Happiness. Unfortunately, Robert, I don't have a I haven't had a chance to look at your book yet, so I can't see like what the chapter titles are or anything. So why don't you kind of walk us through like what are the chapters? What what are the the like different aspects that you touch upon in the book?
1: Yeah, it you know it starts out uh well first I have to give some uh some kudos to uh yeah you know, the new, number 1 New York Times bestselling author Marcy Shimoff.
0: Oh, Marcy. Uh, yes.
1: she was um the one who wrote Happy for No Reason. She's a featured teacher in the uh, movie The Secret and she's mm-hmm. also the number one bestselling author of Chicken Soup for the Women's Soul. She wrote right. the foreword for the book.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, very good. Very good. Yeah, yeah, Marcy's Marcy's a big thought leader in the industry.
1: Yeah and um you know the, the the first chapter is called The Messenger and that's um it starts out with when the night that I told my dad about the my experience with the angel okay. the night my mother passed away All right the second story is Reverse Climbs which uh takes you through uh when I was in my early 20s and decided to uh Put about three thousand miles on the car in the Southwest, and wow. uh, <laughs> I was going to climb into the Grand Canyon wow. without enough supplies. So there's <laughs> some learning there. Uh, you know, balance uh, is in there. It's a beautiful chapter on on how do you harmonize those things, especially in your life when things are disruptive. Wow. Clutter is about letting go of things that you may not need anymore in okay. your life. Uh, no limits is really what it sounds like. I uh, had an amazing experience climbing in the Appalachian Mountains, and mm. I went 22 miles, 5,000 feet in a day and a half. Woo. And this is, a, you know, when you're climbing, this is like rocks, uh, you know, staircase made out of boulders. Yeah. In hours of that. Wow. And I summited four peaks. Uh, I went past my physical, mental, at all limits. Um, and in fact, I was out of water, <sighs> and there was a lot of things that happened on that trail. And um, when I got back, I realized, you know, when I was at the Y swimming, maybe I do 10 laps and feel a little tired. Mm -hmm. Well, after that journey, I realized, you know, I I shouldn't have limits on myself because Uh, I was getting out of the pool early and I had a lot more on the table. And I thought about the rest of my life, like, what else have I left on the table where I could have pushed So uh, yeah, you didn't mention I'm also a fifth degree degree, black belt. I was just uh, about fourth degree black belt. (laughs) After after
0: (laughs) you said that, I was just about to bring that up, and I was going to ask you. So, were you a martial arts master like before you went on the trail, or that was you came about after you went on that trail?
1: I was, and I just, um, you know, it's been a journey uh, for 20 plus years, um, going from white belt up to where I am now. And I've got an amazing learning, you know, experiences from martial arts just in, you know, how do you apply that to life and business and all those things. And so there's, there's, you know, chapters on all of these pieces. It's really dealing with grief. It's dealing with um, overcoming Mm. that, you know, letting go of your Grief is not letting go of your loved one, it's creating room in your heart for the love that you have for them, and this book walks you through that, and trust me, I've had a lot of grief grief. recently, and um, it's about self-worth, about knowing what's inside you, and what you have, and the beauty that you bring to the world, and... I know it'll help heal people, and that's the whole point of the book and i'm I'm just so excited to have this finally done. It's like yeah. I don't have to think about it right now because I've been thinking about it for four or five years.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah well obviously it it's resonating with a few people because you became a number one bestseller, so international bestseller, so uh, people yeah. out there seem to like it. Tell me, what was the difference? I mean, obviously this is much more personal for you compared to your first book. But what what was the challenge in writing this book compared to the first time?
1: Well, there wasn't really you know, so much a challenge. It, it was yeah, overcoming, overcoming the, the, um, the um, uh, not, fear, not fear, but, but just, but just... I, I didn't have any way of putting that story out there. Because really, right. to me, the angel part, and I know it sounds funny, is, that's just the, what the catalyst that got it started. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually fun to write it because, A, when you're writing, and I hated English class.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> right, <laughs> you're a computer anything. guy like me, of course. Yeah. English was your worst subject, probably.
1: Right. But with practice, everything's possible. And I right. figured if Jackson Pollock can splatter some paint on a canvas, um, yeah. I can splatter some words on a page. So I never <laughs> let that hold me back. Good. And I feel you know not that my writing is is the best in the world but it's it's miles above and you see the transformation of your writing journey and its practice and yeah. i can tell these stories so much better in in uh the way that they're brought together so it's very visceral you're in that moment mm. and there are several stories from other people so i walked in their shoes and yeah. interviewed them and understood their journeys of how they you know there was a cancer survivor and and his story's about hope, but not, not for himself, the hope that he gave to other people. Ah. That's the most amazing part of it. Yeah, where,
0: you know, yeah. Here he is, he's
1: got brain cancer, and he provided hope for others. Wow. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of life.
0: Yes, yes, um, so yeah, oftentimes, stories, right? It's the person... Self-worth, yeah. Yeah, oftentimes it's it's, it's amazing how, like, the spirit of the person who's going through the challenge or, like, rises to the occasion and they they don't only raise themselves up, but they inspire all the people around them, which is is unexpected, right?
1: Yeah. And it's about, you know, keeping perspective on everything. I always look at things, you know, in, in the point of perspective, if you're stuck in a hole, your perspective is the ground the walls, and maybe looking up to, to find your way out. Right. But when you're at the top of a mountain looking down at a hole in the valley, you see the beauty of everything around you. So that's what the book's about. It's about taking yourself out of that moment where you only see the hole you're stuck in mm-hmm. versus the view that you're going to have when you're back on top of the
0: mountain. Right, right. Now, you, you have a very interesting sense of both sort of the practical, the physical, as well as the energetic and the spiritual. And it's not that common to find people who can strike that balance. What do you think has helped you in, in being able to strike that balance that sort of, you know, kept you from going, you know, from becoming, let's say, too ungrounded and just flying in the spirit and, and also kept you from being too grounded and not... um recognizing or validating the spiritual in your day-to-day life
1: right I, you know i don't know i think it's hmm. uh i'm just white i call myself center brain i don't know because <laughs> I'm, I'm literally in both balanced modes i can pretty much take on anything that i want to Mm-hmm. And you know, I've learned how to play guitar. I've I've written music. Um, I can do voiceover work, and I've never done that before. Oh, really, I don't oh, know. Cool. You just take it on, and yeah, I feel that if you just apply yourself and set your goal, you can you can do it. And mm-hmm. that's what's really kept me moving forward and and exploring the spiritual. And you know, at the beginning of the show, you asked me if I knew so and so. You know, a spiritual person. I've probably read two spiritual books in my life, maybe <laughs> three. Um, my framework all comes from what was given to me, uh. and when I write, you know, when I wrote these books, I didn't want to be tainted by other thought, and I right. wanted to write from my heart, and that's right. really the approach I take to everything. You know, I right. love right. doing graphic design and programming. I love seeing the end results. I love seeing right. the client get excited about, yeah. wow, this is, you nailed it. This is awesome. This is perfect. Right. So those are all the pieces thats that's what drives me. It's just having a passion for life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And obviously you have a lot of passion these days. Um, so, uh, so I'm curious, like that's your passion. What are your challenges these days? I mean, you know, somebody listening to this is probably thinking, "Oh, wow, this guy's got it all together. I, I can never be like this guy." Well, what are your, what are your challenges? What, what makes you human these days?
1: You know, everything. Uh, you have to keep things in balance, and you know, life happens, and I call it right angles. You'll, you'll be, you know, you think you're going to end up here today. And you'll get that call that, you know, your best friend's health is failing or, you know, somebody got in a car accident who's close to you or, you know, somebody had a setback. Uh, Those are that's part of life. And that's the challenge. That's the beauty of life, too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the real challenges are stepping into my role. I feel like I'm at the point where do I have to take on this bigger role in the world in some mm. way to get this message out and now you know, own what happened to me and be right. that. So that's a little bit of, you know, there's fear in there in some sure. ways of, am I ready for that? Do I want to do that? Right. Can I do that? That's yeah. the challenge. And I, you know, when I look at everybody, um, we each have those challenges. You know, there's right. your life path and your Your career path and when you can merge them and intertwine them the beauty happens in life and that's um, where you're going
0: Uh, out of all those questions you asked yourself to me the most important one was do you want that because knowing you robert if you want it you will do it no matter what nothing's going to stop you
1: yeah and it's and i've kind of gone down the path and it's again there's you know, going down this path, how's that going to disrupt my family, my mm. business, my you know everything, my so, friends? Um,
0: so, so how how, how, has been, how has it been? How has it been for your family?
1: <laughs> well, you know, my my wife put it best, and mm. you know, I, here's my house. You know, so here I am. I know I had this divine experience. I have to own this. I, right. I know what I saw, and my wife says, "I believe that you believe what happened to you." <laughs> <laughs>
0: And that's all and that matters. Son,
1: and my son was uh, you know, questioning, you know, I don't know if there's another side or not. And then right. recently he came over to me and I said, well, I had this divine experience. You didn't. I can tell you definitively for me, I know that there is, and there is a heaven, and God does exist, and there are angels and those things. However, you have to discover that on your journey through this life. Mm-hmm. And you have to make up your mind and it has um, to be in your soul and yeah. recently he came to me and said I think there's another side <laughs> there's <laughs> things that have happened to me recently uh, that kind of brought that into perspective Cool. how, how old's your son? he's about to turn 18 Yeah. 18. <laughs> he, oh, okay. yeah and he just um, nice. finished his eagle project for Boy Scouts so mm. he has everything, all the requirements done and his application just, it's going in today actually mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. oh nice, so oh, nice, congratulations Awesome. Awesome. So, so your family is, is, is kind of behind you on this. They're, they're supporting you.
1: Yeah. And they know, you know, it is part of my journey and I don't know if I can stop what's going on. <laughs> it's like you're on a, a roller coaster and it's just going to take you where it's going to take you. And,
0: yeah.
1: You know that I got to ride it. And I have yeah. to ride the train.
0: So yeah. Okay. Great. Great. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. Believe it or not, Robert, it's time for us to take our last commercial break of the show. When we come back, I would love to talk about Guide to the Soul, your website and your Facebook group and, you know, kind of how you got it uh, built up to over 600,000 followers and and just, you know, what it's all about. And then uh, we'll let people know how they can get in touch with you, okay? sure wonderful wonderful and of course a big shout out to our can, even more viewers on the facebook live stream phil pia suzanne nicole thank you so much uh, for tuning in and watching our facebook live stream please feel free to you know put your comments or questions in the comments field of the video so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity our, my guest this hour has been robert clancy author of the book soul ciphers we will be right back after these messages
1: You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
3: Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com.
0: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. we have been talking this hour with Robert Clancy, author of the book Soul Ciphers, Decoding a Life of Hope and Happiness, a number one international bestseller. Um, And he's also the creator of the Facebook group Guide to the Soul, facebook.com slash guide to the soul. So you've built up quite a a community on on Guide to the Soul. How, How long has that been around? Uh, that
1: I started right in 2012 as well. It was um, uh-huh. December 1st. I woke up. It was at the end of 2012. So I woke right. up that day, and all I can ex- describe is I was more enlightened. I don't know how to – how other – You know, Mm. other words to describe that, but it's like I see God's math on everything, and it's it's, everything inspires me. Even a fire extinguisher, I can look (laughs) at it and see. You know, uh, the word respiratory on it, and and a quote will just come into my mind. You'll never have respiratory issues when the air is filled with love. Just breathe and enjoy life. Mm. And I can just see these words. And um, I had 111 fans on my page that day. Wow. And I, I don't think that was a coincidence because I later <laughs> found that, you know, 111 is an angel number. Yes, it <laughs> is. The, the spiritual people tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I decided to just start posting. these. I was guided to just say, put these words out to the world. Okay. And the page is just built up from there. And the overall arching uh, goal of the page is just to talk about love. Hmm. And I write these words. I put them out there. I share content that's helpful for people. And I've gotten messages from people um, from around the world who've messaged me directly and said, I was planning on committing suicide today, and I changed my mind after I read what you wrote.
0: Wow.
1: And wow. That's powerful. And I'm thinking this is not only helping people, it's saving lives out there.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And I can give you a... Uh, Little warning for the page: If you read too many of the quotes at once, you're going to overdose on love, and I'm not responsible for what you do. So, just putting that out: <laughs> don't overdose on love. On there. Uh,
0: <laughs> be careful; you may start doing random acts of kindness, hugging strangers in the street. You know, yeah. you better watch out if you uh, <laughs> go after this page. That's great. That's great. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, obviously, it's really filling a need for people, and it's really. Um, um, inspiring them and, and giving them something um, that they need um, that's really beautiful um, and, and it's really, the, this kind of a message is something that with all the craziness going on in the world today is something uh, uh, that's a great reminder isn't it?
2: Yes, so,
1: so, and we need it you know, yeah. it, it's I believe 999 9% of the people out there are absolutely amazing. Yes. And the news showcases that point oh oh one percent
0: Right. Right. And that, you know, they're, they're, they're actually things are better than they've ever been before, but it just doesn't seem like it because we have such instant access to information from around the world all the time that, you know, we're just flooded with all the things that are wrong yeah, instead of all exactly. the things that are right with the world. Right. And yeah.
1: There's some beautiful things going on out there. And even in the tragedies that you see, you see people helping other people, risking their own life to help right. someone else. To, right. to extend an act of kindness, which is, is the greatest thing that we have in this world, is to share an act of kindness. And it can start with just your smile.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and it's amazing, like, how much I see people being mobilized. Um, uh, like, as, for example, with Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico, uh, one of our hosts, uh, Priya Nimbar, she runs a, a nonprofit foundation called The Edge, and she's collecting donations of medical supplies and food supplies and stuff for kids and, and sending it down to Puerto Rico. And, and it's, if anyone has signed up for our newsletter, um, you'll find, you'll see like at the, uh, in our newsletter, we have a link to her, her nonprofit so that if you want to donate, if you have something to, to give that, that you can do that. And if you haven't signed up for our newsletter, um, just, uh, I believe the website is the edge dot com, um, but just do a search for the edge for the nonprofit, and and you know there's so many things like you work a lot with kids, right? There's there's so much uh, with helping with uh, suicide teen prevention, uh, teen suicide prevention, excuse me, um, and and just giving kids the support these days because for children, right, this this can be a bit overwhelming the the world the way it is.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I've worked with these amazing um, high school sophomores for the last 28 years, and they're the top leaders of the school. And what I found Mm. is that they're also going through the same things that all the high school students are. Even Mm. though they're the top in their class, they still have self-worth issues,
2: doubt,
1: um, fear, uh, body image, uh, you know, who they are, all those things even though they're amazing um, in that regard. And they go to this conference, and all those things melt away because they become who they really are. And that's mm. the, the why I have volunteered for so many years with this organization. Wow.
0: Which organization is that?
1: Uh, it's the Hugh O'Brien Youth Leadership Organization, and oh, it was yeah. founded by the actor Hugh O'Brien, who sure. played White Earp in the 1950s, yeah. and he met uh, um, Nobel Peace Prize winner, uh, Albert Schweitzer and uh, volunteered in Lambertine, Africa, back in like, 1958, and it changed his life. He came back and started this and dedicated the rest of his life to this organization.
0: Wow, wow! And and if people want to learn more about that organization, do you do you know their website?
1: Yeah, it's uh h o b y dot org, and it's okay. in all uh, 50 states, and it's in also. Uh, I think it's in 58 to 60 countries worldwide, so really, uh, this opportunity is to connect everywhere on this planet, it's an amazing uh, volunteer experience, it will, also, it will change you as wow. well, all the people that are connected to this are amazing, uh, wow. just so enthusiastic and happy, and right. just, you have an uh, incredible group of people.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So, so tell us, before we end the show, what does the future hold for Robert Clancy, what's coming next?
1: Well, I'm uh, working on a uh, workshop based on the book called uh, 21 Days to Decoding a Masterful Life. Awesome. And uh, I'm I'm doing a 21-day program with that. Um, I've got definitely, I I literally have two more books sitting on the computer. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) Oh, nice. I'm just uh, waiting to put put those out to the world, Uh, but I do have some more content coming.
0: Do you have titles for those books?
1: Uh, one of yes, I I know the one would be a front row seat to love is the title that's ah. in the works right now, and uh, I have another one that's uh, ebook, but I'm going to soon release it in print. Oh, okay, and uh, I'd love 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 to write a movie script for um, titled The Messenger based on uh, the
0: experience I had. Oh, cool, cool. All right, well, well, when your new books come out, you we'll definitely have you back on the show. Okay, that sounds great. Wonderful. And so, if people want to learn more about you, get in touch with you, you know, find out more about your work, uh, where can they go?
1: Uh, you can go to GuideToTheSoul.com, and okay. on there I have links off to just about everything. There's a newsletter you can sign up for. There's gifts. I have meditations that you can get from there. And then uh, SoulCiphers.com. I've got some specials if you pre-order, or uh, not pre-order anymore, but order the book. Uh, for the next seventy-two hours, I have it just set to ninety-nine cents for the ebook. So wow. before it goes up, so yeah, now. Yeah.
0: So, so that's going to Soulciphers, which is spelled S-O-L S-O-U-L C-Y P-H-E-R-S dot com. Correct. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, well, Robert, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. You gotta promise me next time you're coming down to New York City, give me some warnings so we can get together and, uh, <laughs> hang together. All right.
1: Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, it's not too far, it's about two, a little over two hours by train. I can pop down there, and I do get down there a few times a year, so okay, I will good, definitely good. give you a
0: jingle. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see about getting some of the local EBC people together, so I'll include you on that list. And uh, awesome. you're also up near our good friend Swami, so please give Swami a hug from me next time you see him. Uh, I will, and I see him uh, quite often. So. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Robert. Really appreciate you. You have a great day, and uh, I'll be speaking with you soon. Well, thank you so much. Take care. You're welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, um, really, I I highly encourage everybody, check out his Facebook group, facebook.com slash Guide to the Soul, and his book, Soul Ciphers, Decoding decoding a Life of Hope and Happiness. Uh, You can find it on Amazon, on his website, uh, all over the place. He's really amazing. and, uh, I, I just want to... To to uh, let people know, I've announced it in the past. Some of you may be waiting. Um, Larry Sharp is coming back to the station with his show, The Governor's Mansion, but things got a little bit delayed. You know, this guy's busy traveling around, raising money for his campaign and doing stuff, so his show has been pushed off about another month or so, but he will will promise you he will be joining the network um, soon. It's just, uh, you know, this guy's a busy guy. You got to... you know, how do you catch a, a gubernatorial candidate when he's especially starting out so early but he will be coming on board there are other hosts in the wings um, our newest show So Now You Know is on Tuesday nights at 7pm I hope you guys are catching that and I really want to encourage everybody to go to the website and sign up for our newsletter at talkradio.nyc um, just because you'll, you'll learn about stuff before it happens, you'll know what's coming up, you'll know about the different shows such as the shows immediately following mine uh, coming up next we have oscar nordstrom and his show off the beaten path he's uh, show is an eclectic as a, as a greek menu and a lot of fun as well and very educational he's really getting very historic these days and really i'm learning a lot from listening to him followed by adam uh, weinberg's show is it plugged in and he's got a real fun show in store for you today. So I really appreciate it, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thank you on the Facebook live stream and we will talk to you next week.
2: to connect with are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following welcome to our show follow Follow me friday Friday with joan and priya tune in every friday at noon eastern on talkradio.nyc we're your digital digital connectors connectors. hey all you crazy listeners